Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. That's one small step for man, <laughs> one giant leap for mankind. Tranquility, do you read? I got, I got you, Neil. Fuck, man. <laughs> Nash running my video this week. Fuck yeah. It's only in the wide shot. You guys in my close-ups are going to see perfectly crisp video. Because I'm running local, thanks to uh, Steve's solution. And a lot of people on YouTube telling me I'm a jabroni with my camera here. This is the uh, Click This Podcast. I'm Sean. This guy's Kevin. It is the Kevin Nash Podcast. Another week. Another week. 12 in, if anyone's counting. Is that 12 soft yet? 12 hard. We are 12 hard. hard. 12 hard. Wow. That's manscapable. Would have would have been enough. Would have been enough for the, uh, for the for for Ron for for the uh, for the film for the film entries, the close-ups when they were shooting thirty-five millimeter. Every every cock was glorious on thirty-five millimeter. There's a new shirt, by the way, no doubt. Um, how are you this week, Kev? I'm I'm super groovy. Where'd they send you this week? You're always going somewhere. Where were you this week? Um, this week I was home. Okay, good. That's why I don't have any hair product in. And you're in a decidedly better mood. A little more awake. Yeah. No, it's 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 unbelievable how straining four or five days. Like next next fucking week I'll be I'll be I'll be dead. 
I'm going to Salt Lake City. There's supposed to be 80,000 people in a convention center. Hmm. And I already asked, like, my photo ops on Thursday how many I have. And I went, holy shit. Like, okay. So you're doing you're doing four days of... No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but I'm oh. in, in Salt Lake. And then Saturday, of course, is the mega day. And they shut uh, they shut Salt Lake City down on Sunday, so... Mm. I'll be taking a seven AM flight. Oh, I'll probably be I'll probably be out. I'll probably walk right on that bitch because I know Salt Lake City don't shut down. Yeah. Good luck getting a drink past midnight on Saturday. Oh, really? Oh. oh, I remember one of the first times Scott and I we it was um we were saying like this this gentleman villain guy was trying to fuck with us, and uh, but uh, he's on Mars. He's it, it's our. <laughs> Tranquility's transept, uh, transmission is being intercepted by uh, Steve Regal, uh, William Regal. Good guy. Um, but so it's it's you know we're we're staying at like a, a like a Marriott or whatever the hotel is, and the lady walks over to us and she said, uh, "Gentlemen, it's last call." So we look at each other, and Scott says, uh, "Give me uh, six uh, Miller lights." I said, "Yeah, give me six Miller lights." She goes. Uh, no, you can only have one, and you can't have that until you finish the one in front of you. I said, really? so, I said, so, oh, so you're like, this is like, <laughs> this is like a real ass fucking call. Like, wow, like, I wish we'd have known this because we could have, like, now there's no, you know, we can't get back up. It's just like, whoa. I mean, we didn't get, I mean, we didn't get a roll on. It was just like, it was, it was just like, oh, okay. And that's where I'm, I'm. I'm sending myself there just to yeah. punish, just to fucking punish myself. Sam Kinison. I remember a story about Sam. You know, notorious partier. Okay, party never ended with Sam. He's in some city, might have been Salt Lake, and the town is dry. After his show, um, he goes to the hotel. You can't get any booze in the city, so. It just shows you addiction is the necessity is the mother of invention. Addiction is the mother of invention. What does a Sam Kinison do? He orders 10 limousines. What does every limousine have in it? A bar. Him and the whole crew. It was enough for everyone. They didn't even go anywhere. They didn't leave. Limos yeah. pulled up. They took all the booze out of it. When I was in college, we used to play uh, Mississippi State, which was in Starkville. And um, you had to go to this place called the Crossroads, like off way out of out of town. It's called the Crossroads to get your your beer. And I remember that we we never partied with any other team on the road, but when we were when we went to we always hung out with the Mississippi State guys. And I remember one time, man, we were all sitting in a room at this at a Holiday Inn in in, in Starkville next to a Waffle House. One of the first Waffle Houses I'd seen in my life. And um, we're just sitting there just smoking blunts with the, with the guys that we just beat. And, and with the, the bathtub full of, full of beer with ice on it. And just, I mean, adjoining rooms, probably 20 guys. just And one of the guys, like, was, he, was, he was a hell of a ball player. He played in the pros named Ricky Brown. 6'11 guy. I remember I was just like, me and him were just sitting there passing, passing, passing back and forth. I covered him, you know, he covered me. 
and just just chilling. I was just thinking, like, this has got to be how it is when you play pro ball, right? You know, you got to just you got to be able to just chill with those guys a little bit. But, you know, they're on a on a. Uh, we we were on a uh, big orange air. It was a DC eight double propeller. That's what we flew from from town to town. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys like Barkley and shit when they were done with the games. Game with work was done. Yeah. They didn't carry the grudge on uh, the court, you, off the court. I, those guys chill. The only, the only place that it, it carries on afterwards is is just in our industry. You know, I mean, you just, you just can't. I mean, I'm quite sure right now theory is just is not over Monday night. He's just, <laughs> he's just not. Well, our fans are not over last Monday night. Great feedback, as always. I mean, you know, mixture, because there's always, you know, people are critical sometimes. But uh, Darth Muto uh, says another great podcast from these two. Wish I could start every morning off with a new Click This cast. Do you think we could do you think we could do a, a daily morning somewhere? If there's any program director listening to... Uh... Morning? Fuck, no. Not you, no. <laughs> Unless we recorded it at two a.m. the night yeah. before. Oh yeah, we could. We, no, we could. I, I mean, I could. If it, it, I watch Morning Joe and go to bed, so I mean, I could. I could. I could do a six a.m. I'm sure. <laughs> what was the big station in Detroit? Was it WWW? Was it W four? The, ro- the rock. The, the rock and rolling. Yeah. Uh, it was when I was really young, and then it went country. But uh, Arthur Penhollow was on WRIF, which was one hundred and one. And okay. he was the guy that, hey, baby, this is Arthur P. W-R-I-F, the riff. That's where Stern started, right? Detroit? I don't know. I think his first gig was Detroit. No, Hartford. Hartford first, then Detroit. Yeah. Then. Uh, I think, that, I think that, that he had a summer of 92 in Detroit. Uh, I think, yeah. Stern did. I know he doesn't remember Detroit fondly. I think they put him up in like a motel when he first got there and they like probably shootings gave, outside. They, pro- they, they probably gave him one of those square fucking pizzas and told him it was Detroit style. Which brings me to the second. <laughs> Kevin, we, we somehow, we stumbled into Pizzagate somehow. This fucking thing has gotten more traction. I mean, is this the best we can debate on Twitter and uh, YouTube and everywhere? The comments about the Detroit-style pizza and and specific locations like A Human uh, sent us, Buddy's Pizza has been around since the 40s and has locations all over the Detroit area. No, it does. It's not some, quote, hole in the wall that no one has ever heard of. If you haven't heard of Louie's, since they only have one location in Hazel Park, I get it. I don't know. I'm not from Detroit. Where I, yeah, but you have to realize, I went to fucking college in 1977. Okay? I did. That's it. So, if it's after 1977, I guess I, I said the other day on a, on a tweet, I'm like, it was fu- <clears throat> it, 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 it fucking uh, <clears throat> Lusa Hatter and fucking the like. I would go to downtown Detroit, and the and the Black Panthers would be on the corner selling the Black Panther news. I mean, so I I'm I'm quite sure my experience and and my socialization in Detroit was a little different than some fucking guy that's been there nine years. You know, it's like. 
Was the Panther News square? It was round. So it was it was, round. See? Fucking, that's not a Detroit newspaper then. <laughs> yeah. Mark, um, I always love fan art. When fans take some time, you know, to, to do something. So Mark did this. Yeah, uh, I saw that. This cool artwork incorporating both the jackknife ad and the click this podcast on the apron. Yeah, did a nice job on the uh, tattoo down the, on the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, the tat. Look at that, right? Yeah. And see, see, right. and he actually caught because when I was holding, I was making the click sign, and he actually caught that on the fucking deal. You know. He, he, is that true? You were doing yeah, the wolf pack? I was, I was doing oh. the fucking, yeah, I was doing the click sign. Excellent. Yeah. Well done, Mark. Because nobody, nobody owns the click sign. That's the click. I love when people go, hey, hey, do the, do the too sweet. Like, it isn't too sweet, motherfucker. Well, it's, it's the, it's it's the it's wolf a, ears it, and the, isn't yeah, it? But I it's, was, no, but it's the, the wolf head. No, it's the click. It's a Turkish wolf. It's the sign of the click. Wolf. Right. Okay. Okay. It's like, like you're over there fucking arguing with me about fucking Detroit pizza. God damn it, man. This is a fucking, this is fucking, that's the click sign. You know? Anybody else who did it after that, they can call whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. You know what? But this is the one from fucking, this is the one from fucking Eight Mile. And 2013, Little Caesars incorporated it on the box. Yeah. Hell, hell says. Well, I'm certainly not looking at Christmas trees the same way again. Any chance of live shows soon might travel over the pond if the timing's right. Yeah, we got to get all that worked out, of course. He's making reference to your reference to manscaping uh, one's uh, uh, crotch to uh, add some measurable size to one's uh, to one's appendage. And um, you likened it to shaving down when you get the the real Christmas tree, right? And they the uh, they, like with uh, the small they, they saw the bottom yeah. to to elongate the trunk. Yeah, but they use the use the small fucking chainsaw, like the world's smallest chainsaw. It's whatever the smallest mm-hmm. one, they, you know, mm-hmm. trimming, a yeah. pruning chainsaw, if you right. Yeah. Don't use that on your crotch use the manscape gimmick yeah, but, yeah I, I, but you can go gimmick. ahead and you can cut that that fucking pizza from buddies with it at all locations and then when you get done with that did you know louis he done, mentioned a louis yeah, I, fuck no no <laughs> <laughs> louis in so everyone can go if it's still there hazel park oh why were there why don't we go to the old hazel park raceway go to dequinder and watch the fucking trotters oh wait that doesn't exist either Let's go, nom, let's nom. go see the old fucking stove down by the river. Oh no, wait, that's gone too. So that's have a Stroh's. Oh fuck, wait, that's that. They don't make Stroh's in Detroit anymore. Did they, is, is Stroh's gone? What's that? We did have Stroh's. My yeah, my son said we had we, okay. had, we had Stroh's and say I think it's done by that H. G. Heidelman or whatever the name of that brewery is that picked up. Et- Picked up every fucking blats and every other fucking peels. Yeah, every beer that was yeah, coal forty five, everything. Nom nom Jaws Mom says when Nash said 
What a bunch of shit at about the 1056 mark. It was the most grizzled veteran wrestler I think I've ever heard him sound. Definitely channeling Harley lacing his boots with a three-foot ash on his cigarette. I'm going to have to find that uh, clip. Yeah, I don't ever remember it. What a bunch of shit. Well, that's, that's it. I'm telling you that, that, that our, you got a tweet today from Damien. Yes, the uh, the the wrestler, the independent wrestler, Damien yeah. Darling. I yeah. didn't see the original tweet, but you, uh, he he texted me and said that it was uh, pizza related, and it got something. a block. It got he, a block from he, you. Yeah, and he sent me something. He said, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm allowed to talk about these things, but let, but let Sean talk about this, because everybody knows that motherfucker is so fucking urban. And uh, Pizza. But it's he's he's talking Detroit pizza. That motherfucker ain't never even been to Detroit properly. So he's and he puts the pieces. He this is a picture from 1990 of a of a Little Caesars pizza ad. I didn't say they never made a fucking square pizza, you fucking asshole. I said they didn't call it Detroit pizza. They didn't call, Little Caesars. Google it, motherfuckers. Little Caesars didn't use the term Detroit pizza till 2013. Google it. Period. I mean, too much it's, heat. Too much it, heat. It's, no, it's, 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 it's I, I can't me take it. I can't take it. It's like, get the fuck off my lawn. It's dividing former friends, you and Damien now, over the pizza. No, I just would, would you know what? I'm at a point in my life when if, 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 if somebody thinks that that's funny, Obviously, they don't know me, and if they don't know me, obviously, they don't need to be a part of my life. Goodbye. In many ways, the block button was a long time coming, wasn't it? Don't you kind of wish you had a block button like in high school? Oh, and, I remember and... when I used to argue with people, you know? Uh, Nash, you have CTE, block. <laughs> I don't have CTE. I've, had, I've had, had my brain scanned. I don't have it. I wish I did. I wish I had a reason I said fuck every third word. I don't. I just do. You know, that's just my life, okay? But, but, but this is the whole thing, see, because nobody's been a pro wrestler except a very few of us. And this is what it sounds like in the back when you put a match together. All right, man, right there, man. I'm thinking, man, boom, 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 fucking you, duck, bam, boom, fuck, boom, boom. I give you fucking a buff, ass bump there. You go in the ropes, fucking come off, fucking right there. Bam! I touch sounds you like the... the script of a gay porn, actually. Boom, boom. Give me the ass. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Fuck, it, boom. Am I to you because you're not one of the boys? Exactly. See, so that's why you. I would have to block you. That's. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you called your pizza in Detroit, um, Cindy. Every time Kevin Nash goes off on gnarly toes. I laugh because an old army buddy of his told me Kevin always checked out a girl's feet if he could, even back then. The guy's name was Franz. I can't recall Franz the last Fez name. Fezzel. We actually, we, we, we haven't <laughs> spoken, but we, we're in contact now. So Franz and I go to basic training together. And like the first or second day there, I, I, I get a bunch of guys together and we, we put our gas masks, gas masks on and we go down the fire escape and fucking with uh, towels and soap fucking potato a couple of the fucking guys from the, the, the unit below us. 
uh, we were Bravo, so they must have been Charlie Unit. So they fucking pull us out. One of the guys grabbed one of the guys' uh, gas masks and tore it. <clears throat> so fucking, you know, they, everybody had to pull their gas mask out for it on. <clears throat> this guy put the fucking gas mask on. And he's standing there with fucking half of it torn, you know, and the fucking company commander comes over and he's screaming at him and he's, you know, he, he won't give up who, whose idea this was. <laughs> and, and I said, uh, I said, sir, it was me. And all of a sudden, all, all, like all the drill sergeants are on me with it. The thing was, I was so tall, like they're, the brims of their hats were right here, and they were screaming <laughs> at me. And I was just, I was like on a, like a small painter's ladder. Like, what? <laughs> like, no, you're not in my face. You can't get in my face. So I got in, got in some heat, you know, and, you know. I used to c cause shit in basic training just so I could do push-ups because I'd be so bored standing. Were you a discipline problem? No. They actually, when it came down to it, they liked the fact that I was like, like I had leadership qualities. I could get the guy's second night to fucking band together and go down and cause some shit. <laughs> but so I, I talked talk Franz into going. With, like we're so we we get into to, to uh, Germany together, and um, they say yeah, we need some guys for physical security. And I look over at Franz and said, "Hey, buddy, man, you want you want to go do this?" So I talked him into being a tower rat with me. So, but he was he was a he was a wrestler. Like we lifted together. He was a, he was a he was a good dude. Now, but he has knowledge that you. The first thing you checked out was a woman's feet. If they were, visible. yeah, that's no that, yeah, because that's man, gnarly toes. Not not a deal breaker though, right? Oh no, no. But I mean, you know, it's like anything else. You know, you go from, you know, top to bottom, bottom top. Mm -hmm. Very good. Fa Thank face, you, fa face is the most important thing to me. Girls got to be pretty. Mm. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So you care. don't believe don't in like that the whole double bagger deal? No. Because okay. the one thing is like, in a, I'm going to quote Scott on this again, is Scott would see uh, some young girl and she'd be swishing her shit in front of us. Mm -hmm. And Scott would say, yeah, yeah, you're, you're fine. Then again, who isn't at 21? <laughs> like let's let's see in fifteen, babe. Right, and that's the whole thing. Like it, it, you know, bodies leave, everything leaves, but a face. Yeah, if a girl's pretty, a girl's pretty. She's probably going to stay pretty. Right, no matter what that say. You, you look at a set of tits that'll knock you out, right? But you tilt your head up and you realize it's Abdullah, uh, it's Abby. Uh, we can't talk. I mean, he got we got heat for bringing up Abby. I, I didn't realize he he passed hepatitis like throughout the industry. I didn't realize he was like the. I didn't realize we were Dustin Hoffman, and he was he was the he was the host. Well, he, well, he uh, we could certainly talk about him, but yeah, I guess he uh, he had knowledge that he had it, and then was blading 
in the ring. And I believe... Um, and blading people with his blade. With his gig? Uh, that's yeah. bad. That's yeah. bad. Ethan Hammond, please thank Kevin for the tremendous lesson in male grooming and Christmas tree pre- preparation. So apparently you, you educated some people last week. You know, this is not this is not to be taken for granted that every guy knows how to wield a trimmer. But, uh, you know, you guys always had your bodies on television, so you were always aware of hair, too much growth. I mean, you didn't have your balls on, on TV. That I know of. I haven't seen all of your matches. Maybe under Russo, he had some shit No, but you're, for at you. the same time, though, man, you, you, you definitely had you know, somebody, somebody putting you in leg scissors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely would. You know, I mean, nobody, nobody likes funk. No, I mean, there's nothing worse than go, getting in an elevator and it's, it's, there's a person sitting next to you in the elevator, and all of a sudden they walk in, and 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 the elevator immediately turns to fucking the odor of of, of boiling hot dog water. Mm. It's like a little bit of boiled oh. cabbage there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like uh that's what Scott used to call that beefing. Jesus, man! If I could be in that bitch's box, beefing. Can we just do a Scott dictionary, maybe for everybody that wants to walk around talking like the bad guy? Meat gazing, beefing, beefing. Yeah, beefing was beefing was a huge Scott thing. Dude, man, fucking turn the air down. I'm beefing like a motherfucker over here. Well, it leads us to Tom Talker 2000, and he says, "I think straight men learned from us gay men." that you need to keep your plumbing clean. I've got enough women friends who tell me they're not happy with the rainforest their lovers grow below. And honestly, I can't blame them. Another great podcast, Kevin. Topics galore as usual. Keep up the great work. Thank you, my man. Kevin, a hero in all communities. You know, someone who maybe wanted to make sure that they were manscaped properly, might have been this next individual named Andrew Frey. Um, had a little dust up with the police, apparently. A sizable number of police officers. Fifteen oh. is, is what I'm reading here. And uh, this is legit. I have Kevin sent this to me. Originally saw it on Joe Rogan's Instagram. Right. But you never know. Is somebody like photoshopping something? Is it is it a gimmick? Well, he even said that when when when, I, when, when this came up, Rogan Rogan put out. He goes like, I don't know if this is a fuck if this is for real or not. So Rogan didn't. He, he just put it up. I'm sure he saw it. And I mean, I, I I'd laugh my ass off when I saw it. So I immediately took a shot of it and sent it to you. Said this, we got to slip this guy in for our end of, end of year awards. Yeah, he's definitely. We, we're going to need to do some kind of end of year awards, this and this is, guy's this is gonna up be, This for is going to be hard to beat. Here he is, and folks, the headline is: If you can, uh, Steve, if you could scroll down a little bit, uh, just so I can get the headline uh, above Mister Frey's head. Man high on meth fights off fifteen police officers while masturbating. Well, I mean, fucking, you know what? Golf clap. That motherfucker. I didn't realize it was theory till now. <laughs> no wonder he's got that fucking briefcase. He's over with you now, huh? <clears throat> oh, fuck yeah. They keep saying, like, the, 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 the thing last, I, I watched the show and it's like, 
He's the youngest ever to to uh, possess the money in the bank briefcase. Who gives a fuck? What is? <laughs> it's like saying he's a he's the youngest person ever to have a fucking box of Magnum condoms. So it doesn't matter unless you use one, you motherfucker. What the? What is it? You got a green thing that kids walk around in sixth grade and hit each other with? I was going to say, if he was eight, it would be noteworthy to be yeah. the youngest one ever to win. Say, the what is the guy? Twenty something. What is? How old is a kid? There he is. That that is the same. Put a goat. Put now. Now put a goatee on another cat. Where's he yeah, at? God damn! Yeah, right? Come Holy on! Fuck! Fuck it, man! No wonder he's got money. That's why he's got the money in the bank. Paul, we're, change the gimmick. Change the gimmick. Here, we're giving you the gimmick. Make give give theory the one handed uh, a one handed finisher. <laughs> so, Andrew Frey makes a series of outbursts. Then be, then begins masturbating in an Oregon restaurant. Incredibly. Police were reportedly unable to subdue Frey with a taser. It took 15 officers to finally take him into custody and stop him from pleasuring himself. Frey later told authorities he took methamphetamine and couldn't remember the obscene incident. Holy Christ. I wonder if it was like that deal when you used to fucking play Sandlot baseball and you'd throw the bat and you'd catch it, then you'd fucking you know, do the fucking gimmick, then you'd do bottle caps. Okay, you right. guys take the field. I wonder if he had like a fucking giant hog, and they fucking and they, each of the cops were were were, 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 were fucking like, working trying to fucking get it under control. Right? Maybe he was just fucking tickling his balls and throwing fucking lefts. <laughs> well, he would have to. He was only using. He was throwing one-handed shots at fifteen yeah. officers. I, I, they I, were, I wonder if it was chops. Because those are. I mean, if you're gonna fucking fight off fifteen dudes, I'm I'm throwing chops. Always a always a go to in the street fight. Yeah, the uh, how about the forward open hand slap chop maybe across no, the No, that favorite. just no. doesn't. You gotta. It's gotta be that that knife edge. Yeah, that fucking knife edge chop. Vicious. Oh Christ! Well, uh, you know it's uh, on on a more serious note in 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 crime news. I guess Eva Larue, the actress from CSI. Um, a case was just settled uh, after a uh, an arrest a few years ago. Uh, she be- she's an actress on CSI Miami. She begins getting threatening letters in 20, 2007 to her home. Um, the unknown sender is calling himself Freddy Krueger. Vows to rape and kill her. She's got a young daughter at the time. He starts referencing her in the letters. Uh, more than a dozen of them keep coming for more than twelve, uh, three dozen, over twelve years. He, she moves. She buys her new property under a, a, a corporate name. He still finds it somehow. Uh, her daughter was five when she begins being referenced in these letters. And then he starts addressing them to her, the daughter. So they finally find him. Okay. They use DNA and But she uh, she 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 goes on the, the down low, doesn't get mail, like moves, never takes the same route home, and the and this guy finds her again and yeah. continues sending that. Because you sent me that and I read it. I said so, go ahead I don't want to cut you off, but no. I mean, it's the, guy for discussion. Gets, the guy gets 40 months. 
that's what I couldn't believe. That that's all. That's the only penalty that that yielded. See, Three that's years. What, that's when I be. That's when I become a Saudi Arabian right there. You, you, you go into 40, business for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you get you get you get you get forty fucking months, and and if you're, if you're right-handed, you become left-handed. Right. I chop your fucking hand off, you motherfucker! You sick fuck. Her and her little daughter get tortured for twelve years, and, and the, pay, he, the payoff is is forty. It's three. He has three years, yeah. Yeah, and he'll do he'll do fucking nineteen, right? Nineteen months, unless fucking we could, you know. Hopefully that somebody that's uh, got some uh, some pull uh, in the correction facility uh, passes a word around to the inmates what a fucking piece of shit this motherfucker is. Yeah, these guys tend not to fare well, uh, especially if they're threatening five-year-old girls. Uh, a lot of these guys the, do in time the, have children at home. I wonder what the over-under on Dahmer being sodomized to death was when he went in the fucking the, the joint. Yeah. Well, I'd give this guy about the same odds, Yeah, hopefully. But uh, what, the, what I wanted to ask you was... Uh, Couldn't say it better without myself. In the public eye. <laughs> in the public eye. You have to, there's almost no way today to avoid some of this harassment. I mean, sometimes it's, it's in person. As a wrestler, you must have gotten the whole, oh, yeah, what are you, you're tough. You're, well, I don't know, you're nine feet tall. Maybe you didn't get it, but you know, Chris Candido probably got it. Um, but in addition to that, you've got, you've got mentally ill people out there. Like, what's his name? Was just denied parole again for shooting... Um, uh, uh, um, uh, Lennon, right? And uh, he's he I, he's oh they the guy that um shot at Ford. No, not Ford. That was Chris. Reagan. 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 The, that Reagan. Fucker, that's he, it. He's okay. out, right? One one of uh, those fuckers is out. And, and put out an album. I was listening to him singing. I was listening to him singing. Who is uh, uh, which? What we got to make? We don't want to be given false information here. But which one of those freaks? Uh, okay, so it was the Chapman. Hinkle, Mark David Chapman was the Lennon, right? And uh, Hinkley was the Reagan. I want to make who sure sh who shot uh, Brady in the head. Right, Brady got hit. That gave birth to the to the Brady, Brady Law, right? I want to see when he got out. Uh, Mark David Chapman. Mark David Chapman, uh, right, was Lennon. And Hinckley was Reagan. Let's see if I can get a release here. Okay, in 2016, a federal judge ruled that Hinckley could be released from psychiatric care. He was no longer considered a threat. After 2020, a ruling was issued that Hinckley may showcase his artwork, writings, and music publicly under his own name rather than anonymously as he had in the past. Since then, he maintained a YouTube channel for his music. His restrictions were unconditionally lifted in June 2022. Okay, so that's why I heard about this year. So he's now allowed to... Uh, publicly perform on youtube um so this is hinkley this is the I wonder uh, if he i wonder if he follows jody foster on twitter oh god 
chilling. So now I want to ask you about yourself. Does being a a a, a big, imposing, strapping professional athlete uh, prevent this kind of harassment? No, all it does is fucking make make it it ups the ante. If you're a, a demure female, then you know. It takes a lot less to intimidate where somebody like me, I mean, you know. You so they go a little me, harder, you're saying? Yeah, I'm just saying if, yeah. if, if somebody decides that they're going to fuck with me, I mean, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I walk out of the gym and somebody's walking like, up the street towards me and they just decide, if I'm sitting at a table, there's no uh, metal detectors at that convention. If somebody stands across me and wants to fucking empty a five-shot Smith & Wesson 38 in my head, I'm dead. Have you gotten like letters and shit from women that say that you're talking to them through the TV and your your eleven soft is is has no, their name on no. it? No, all right. I think I'm so fucking psychotic that I think that people know I'll just one up them. <laughs> you you give off psycho vibes. That's yeah, the do. key. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm psychotic. Like they they know that they, <laughs> like I. I I'd be the guy like in uh, in seven, you know. That spacey character. I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd send I'd send your wife your your wife's head to you in a box. Yeah. <laughs> the um or or your husband's. Right. I mean, I'm not okay. You know, don't want to <laughs> don't want to leave anybody out there. I don't want to leave anybody out there thinking I you know that. Uh, exactly. Service all. Absolutely. But along along different lines, we were talking, Kevin, you and I, about uh, we were actually we, we started by talking about Bill Maher, the Bill Maher show, right? And we got to talking about the change in political discourse and what the function that politics has in societal life. Right. And you actually turned me on to a writer. John Meacham, right? Yeah, one of my favorites. And uh, his the quote that I had was, and it, it it's relevant because we do talk politics here on this show. And when we do, it's funny. I read comments and people are surprised that like we have like opinions on both sides of the spectrum sometimes. And I'm surprised that not more people do. And I'm a little terrified that that people okay. subscribe to one doctrine. Can I say so, something? Can I say something on that? It's your show. You can say anything. So, you want. so before we go into this, because I, I, I know where this is going to lead, because we, we 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 actually, you know, we we talked about this, and I, I thought I thought Meacham was was brilliant on the show, but so today before I came over here, I was just watching the news, and the the uh, masturbator that's in charge of. Uh, this Trump situation, the special is, masturbator, yeah. the special masturbator, uh, he was um, basically wanted to like the, the, the Trump uh, legal team said that oh, the, the president, uh, President Trump, had declassified this information. He basically said, "Well, that's great, but you guys are going to have to prove it." And none of them kind of would stick their neck out, and yeah, you know, they weren't going to perjure themselves and. 
it got into, and it went back and forth. And then, so they've got a Republican and a Democrat that they're talking to, whoever the, I think it was, it, it, I forget who the, the host was, but the, and they were both in this back and forth. And then the, the Democrat guy said, yeah, but you know what, whether he did or he didn't, it's the, it, it, it doesn't change this and it doesn't change that. And they, they, like this thing was, was, was such a fucking, like powder keg when it went off, you know. Like I remember waking up and you know and, and seeing that they had uh, you know stormed his uh, Marlago and all this other shit. It's now at the point where when it comes on when when this shit about these classified papers come up to me on the news, I'm like, hey, buzz me when it's fucking newsworthy, not when it's just some 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 talking point to try to keep. Like it, it's it's went nowhere. It's it, they're still in the chin lock. Yeah, exactly. It's just like fuck, man. Like I I don't get it. Like we, you know we 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 said earlier, you know when when that thing first happened, I said if this isn't fucking rock solid. They're I mean, the, the Democrats are fucked. Yeah, and I like I like this is another one I love too. When people say, "Why do you hate Donald Trump?" And I'm just like, I don't know, Donald. I don't know. I mean, I don't have enough real estate in my brain to hate people. I guess I just, I just don't. Like, I don't. I don't get like people say, "Oh, he lives rent free in your brain." No, he doesn't, dude. You're not in my head. There's so many times, fucking, I'm like Patrick on fucking uh, SpongeBob. I'm just like, not thinking about shit, man. Like, like, fuck no. But I want to. I just want to hit that the the Meacham quote because it's it, it was perfect. He talked about he said that he he I guess referenced what was going on in the last administration as a return to the '30s, right? Clearly referencing uh, dictatorship and maybe echoes of Hitler and 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 whatnot. And he said that actually, as this has played out, it's more like the 1850s. Yeah. And what he said, the quote was, he said, politics is supposed to be a mediation of differences to arrive at a solution, but now it's culture warfare. That term, culture warfare, Kev. Well, okay, so I, I did a little bit of research, and I, I was a sociology major, was one of, you know, and I, I have not read uh, James Davison Hunter's um, Culture War book, but I guess it's kind of the Bible on uh, the culture war. And uh, it was just, it was basically saying that um, like usually um, well there's a couple of things that were were, were 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 frightening is you can't have a culture war. I mean you can't have like a a, viol a, a violent confrontation where people are shooting like that doesn't happen unless you have culture war which we de definitely have a culture war. And it's usually by religion, ethnicity, social class. Um, political affiliation, but now it's about you know like, like everything that, that 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 is based now is by ideology and, and worldviews. And the exactly. one thing that the one thing that Meacham said in that um, in his when he was on the show was, and he made reference to the fact of love your neighbor. You know, he said, "Why? Why do I have to fucking? Why do I have to love my neighbor? Why do I?" I why do, why do I why do I have to fucking give in? Why, I don't, I don't I, It's just like you know, if, if if some of us don't give a little, 
man, this shit ain't ever going to get fixed. It's personal inconvenience has has trumped all, no pun intended. Uh, yeah, you know, I, one's I, personal I, inconvenience and, and one's deviation from one's own personal uh, manifesto. Like, there was a time in my life, and I'm younger than you, where two people on opposite ends of the political spectrum could have a cogent, intelligent debate. It could be an exchange of ideas and the rule of politics and checks and balances and a a Senate and a House and all that stuff was because disparate ideas would have to funnel into one area and then what would come out would be the meted out compromise and law or whatever is being debated would come out as a result of that. Now it gets hacked apart. And it's just it's it's this it's this mess of chopped uh, detritus. Nothing I feel comes out of Washington as a pared down, maybe compromised, but something that both sides had a part of. Well, I think that if you look back historically, and you go to, to, to say nineteen sixty, and that's kind of your your your, your kickoff point. And that was kind of that, those, that, that 30 years from 60 to 90, you had uh, civil rights, you had women's rights, you had um, you had so many. I mean, it was uh, abortion rights were, were were huge. Basically, the the kids on campus were one of the, the major factors that got the Vietnam War stopped. Mm. So from 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 that, you go into. Um, the, the sexual the sexual revolution uh gay marriage um uh, gay you know, equality for, for for i mean you, you and as you do that you um and at the same time after world war after world war two people are now going to to college so higher education now becomes the easiest way for people to become upper middle class so as as that progresses and that like 60 is where it starts then all of a sudden the ideology of the of the higher of, of, of those with a higher education becomes more science based less uh theologian less and the the uh but some of it's seen as radical like in the 60s right i mean when these, oh, yeah, yeah. these thoughts were first introduced, sixties was the the era of the radicalization. But but the radicalization of the sixties becomes like the normalization of the seventies. And the normalization of the seventies was that the uh, the left was seen as the intellectual, and the right was seen as the societal. The, you know, the 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 the, the left was taking things up one way and you know the the right was like no you're, 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 the, the family's breaking down and then you go to to Clinton and, and, and that era and women are fighting you know are, 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 are in the wars fighting um, you know there's so many like abortion is on demand uh, like all these things are changing I remember I think it was 94 I was just, I'm saying that 92 and Pat mm-hmm. Buchanan 
I think that was ninety two when he ran. Did he, yeah, I think it, it I think was he, the first. It was the first. Uh, Clinton won. Clinton, yeah, Cl- Clinton, Clinton's Clinton. first term. And and it was. I think he ran against Old Man Bush. And he it, did. And, and he ended up like separatizing the Republican vote so Clinton could get reelected. Even though I'm, I'm I know that uh, Clinton lost the Congress in ninety four. Then, um, so from there we go forward and we go into the uh, Tea Party, and mm. you know, we, then, and and that extreme right that 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 Palin and 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 that came, and then they were defeated, and uh, we went into the, to the Barack, uh, and then from there we came out and like it was it, it became a. A situation of, you know, Obama, you know, Trump w- wanted to change all the norms again, and instead of there being, it's, it it became it it it, it did become it, it became ideology. Yeah, you know? and and if you if you consider the fact, and this is a Meacham thing also, if you consider the fact that civil rights, I mean. As a black man or woman in America, if we, if you're using like 1965 maybe as the dividing line, right? And the the popular cry in the last few years was go back to the way it used to be, the way it was. Well, 1965 was you know what 50 the 60 almost 60 years ago. When are we talking about going back to exactly? Because these yes. whole it's, uh, the radicalization of the '60s was were they were civil rights issues. So, are we talking about going back before that, or are we talking about going back 20 years ago? There wasn't a black football player at the University of of Mississippi of, at Old Miss until 1972. Wow. 1972. Five years later, my Detroit ass is walking around this campus, and I'm walking in Oxford, Mississippi, and black couples are coming towards me. And they're walking across the street because they're not, they won't, they won't pass me. They're walking across the street. I don't have a clue why. What year is this? 1977. Wow. George Wallace ran, when did he, when did he run, run Wallace? 72, was did, it? He, didn't he win five states? Oh, yeah. Well, Yeah. Give you give you a yeah. guess where the states were. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. We we just we, we just got rid of their their uh, Confederate flags this last run, run around. Yeah. You know, well, uh, no, I just I just look at things and I say, wow, man, like I I, I really thought that, that that things would get better in life, and I really thought that um like having a black president would change things, and. I, I think that we're racially as divided as we were in 67 when I watched Detroit burn down, if not more so. Yeah, because, I, I, did, I, mean, I did kind of think we were out of it in uh, under Obama. Just, yeah. I mean, I, 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 knew we weren't, I knew we weren't in Florida when every time I put an Obama sign up in front of my house, it would, it would, it would go up missing. And then finally I put a, a bumper sticker on the back of my Mustang and somebody stuck in, like a killing knife through my bumper. And left it there. And I thought, wow, man. Wow. 
68 was George Wallace. I'm sorry. Not so it was 68? Yeah. 68. So, that, yeah. so 68 was that was when everything went down. Martin Luther yeah. King was killed. Uh, J, uh, Bobby Kennedy was, was, was shot in 68. My dad died in 68. 68 was a fucked up year. Fuck you. Yeah. I, I got nothing. I got nothing good to say about 68, except the Tigers won. <laughs> All right, so you took something from it. Hey. Let, let me tell you. 68 Tigers, man. That it, it, it saved, uh, probably saved me from more post-traumatic stress than I deserved. You know, that's, that's the whole thing. Like when, The day my dad died, it was one of those deals where, like, you, can't, you know, you went to school and... You know, you had your little Billy Blast off, your little spaceman, you know, and you're, you know, I'd always hide a couple soldiers on my desk, you know, and it was, you know, it was just, you were just, I was so innocent. And all of a sudden it was just like the city was burning again and, and me and my brother were kind of the men of the house. And it was just like, I've just, <laughs> I just sat back at, you know, the first day, I, my, you know, the first night that my, my dad was laid out. I remember walking into the funeral home, and he was in a, you know, in a larger. Uh, it was like two rooms, and he was in the larger of the, of the two because they knew he was. He had a lot of people that were underneath him at work, and um, I, I remember walking in and seeing the outline of my dad's face, like from you know probably I don't know maybe seventy, eighty feet, and just seeing mm -hmm. you know the outline of my dad's face, you know, in this casket. I remember running down there with my brother and uh, we got up on the casket. I remember like bending over on the casket, put my hands on my dad's chest. It was ice cold. And I could feel, you know, that, that V where they, they do the, uh, Incision. Uh, uh, the autopsy. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. man, it was like they fucking, like, you know, use bailing, bailing wire or something to put them back together. And I just remember just saying to myself, like, and by the time that, that week was over, I mean, I, I I went to school. I had a fucking three inch ash on the end of my fucking cigarette. I was like, you fucking fuck. dick. <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> this fucking shit ain't what it's got out to be. You know, uh, I heard Bruce Springsteen talking about, he was talking to a friend of his about having uh, kids in, in a world of privilege, you know, being famous and rich and you know, well-to-do and safe areas and all that stuff. And he was talking to his friend and he said, uh, he said, man, man, maybe we, maybe we just shouldn't give him as much as we do. And he said, that his friend struck a nerve when he said, no, 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 you, you give your kids everything because the world's going to have a way of evening it out. So you make sure your part of it is that you gave him everything. Absolutely. I think there's something to that. Um, this brings us to Tatanka. You remember Tatanka, right? Yes. All right. Well, Und undefeated, the Native American. It was uh, his claim to fame was he was undefeated, and <clears throat> he lost to Ludwig Borga. I remember Ludwig Borga. Well, here's um, Tatanka wasn't so hot on the Click and HBK. Uh, so let's let's listen to uh, Tatanka. And yes, Sean has changed, but back in the day, you know, being brand new, I really didn't know about all the diplomacy that truly happens behind the closed doors. Right, right, so right. the plans were for me to have the belt, but Sean went around with his posse at that time, and I'll leave it at that because you know who that was, and they were spreading rumors that I was getting a bad attitude. 
you know, and, and ever how that was done. But there's one thing that the office, like they do today, they want to make sure that you have the right kind of attitude. So when you move into that position, that you can do business when you have that belt. So Sean knew that if I got my hand on that belt with that undefeated streak and everything right. that was going on, I'd have had that belt for a while. So these, these are the true facts because this is who it came from, the two names I just told you. They knew the sting would be out of it. I wouldn't go chase Shawn Michaels you know, down in the locker room and go, I can't believe you. But that's the facts. That's actually what happened. So it was actually for me to win the belt at WrestleMania, but things got turned around because mm -hmm. of uh, hearsay. You recall any of this? Was Tatanka getting the strap? Yeah, I, I have to say something immediately because every time I, 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 I you know, if I babble or say anything, it's. I I always thought he had a great attitude. I didn't understand why Ludwig why Ludwig Borga beat him, but I don't remember. Number one, it's like. I didn't get the I didn't, I didn't get the fucking belt because I was a they were saying I was a pyromaniac. Well, did were you lighting fucking fires? No. So if you, if if we went to fucking who we went to we went to fences and he's got a bad attitude. Oh, I, well, I, I guess. Well, you had well then well then by God let's fucking beat him. So I need to hear like a razor and fucking shot. What anybody else you want to paint? Yeah, it's fucking beat everybody. Well, let's let's say that. Did you guys were you in a position of power? Now, in all in all fairness, he doesn't mention your name in this. Okay, he does. He mentions Sean, and I guess alludes to Scott. But I don't. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't think that I, I I think I get a lot of fucking Sean's heat by fucking proxy. I think you're right. You know, I. I when did Sean go to to a WrestleMania? So WrestleMania ten was for the the double I the double uh, IC belts. WrestleMania eleven was Sean versus me. WrestleMania twelve was Sean. Like, where, what WrestleMania was he supposed to get the IC belt? I'd have to find the year that the streak was happening. The no, the no it would have had to, it had to have been ten or eleven. Sean did. Sean didn't have it. Sean wrestled me at eleven. He wrestled Scott at ten. Mm -hmm. So you're, it, once again, it's like Brett saying what he said, and it's just like I didn't want to go into it. But when I've thought about it, just like, wait a minute. Like, so he's saying that so-and-so would work with Hunter. Well, Hunter didn't come in until the, the, the Rumble in, in 95. Right. I was already the world champion. So why would we need anybody to run the click? And we didn't call ourselves the click. The locker room called them, us the click. It's like everybody has... A, a different opinion. It's like that ain't what that. So I just say to Tataka, and I, I like Chris. It's just like when, when were you supposed to win it at WrestleMania? Were you supposed to win it from Sean when he didn't have it? Because you're saying it was Sean that fucking held it up. Now, all right, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, so Tataka fought him at nine at WrestleMania nine, but. But Sean was the IC champ? No. 
Sean was the IC champ. I mean, I I helped Sean win the IC champ from from I don't know when he had it first, but I'm just saying, it sure as fuck wasn't when I was there. So, so the wait, belt. So, so can somebody see a fucking? I got uh, it here. I got it. Tatanka, WrestleMania, WrestleMania nine was was the belt up? Yes, it was. Uh, it was for the IC, and it was a countout. So Tatanka defeats Michaels. With Luna in his so Sherry's in Tatanka's corner. Luna is in Michael's corner. There is no click. Countout. There is no click at WrestleMania fucking nine. So how am I getting drug into this shit? And how is he the fucking stiff one? How's he on my fucking show being the stiff one when I wasn't even in the fucking territory? Well, he's he's going stiff on Sean and and the click. But there is I said no he click. didn't say your name. I said he There's didn't say no your click. Well, he called. What did he call them? The posse. He said. But I'm assuming he's he's trying to reference. I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying I wasn't he's... there. Sean Waltman wasn't there. So who's the Triple posse H he would have been talking about? There. The only I don't even know if Scott was there. Was Scott at fucking? This is Who 1993, is... right? 93. Scott, Scott was man, there. Sc... No, this has been 92. Wrestle, uh, ninety three was fucking. I was there. That was that's ten. That's the it's Madison Square Garden. Scott fought Bob Backlund. I guess on this show. So the the posse, you know who I'm talking about. No, I don't. Obviously, I fucking don't know who you're talking about. Don't fucking throw my fucking name out like I was doing some shit. And you know why? I, you know why I don't know half this fucking shit. Because I wasn't fucking around. I don't That's... know what the fucking two wise men said to the other motherfucker in the cha- in the fucking uh, the manger. Well, that's why we bring it up to sort through these things. Hey man, you Find got any more? It. You got any more of that fucking any more of that fucking smoke? Find some truth in this. All right, Florida man or Jersey guy? Okay, I'm going to give you two headlines. You're going to tell me which is describing the actions. Oh, you know what? Somebody did tell me also that if you would have gave me that that girl's last name, I would have got last week. So you got to give me full names this time. Can't oh, well, isn't that kind of isn't that kind of too much information? Right? Shouldn't you be gauging this on the activity? Is this not the when, activity? Not when of... they got a fucking name like fucking it's about as Jersey Shore as you get. <laughs> Hello, right. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. I do. Re- you know what? And it did cross my mind when I read the yeah, name. I'm like, thank yeah. God I didn't read the article first. Okay. <clears throat> Headline one. Teens caught dumping murder victim in the woods after leaving their hazard lights on. And man steals neighbor's peacock gets chased by angry birds. Some little Sopranos fucking dug a dug a hole in Jersey for number one, and fucking it's too cold to have a peacock up in fucking Jersey, so that's got to be Florida. He's right again. <laughs> I'm like fucking Columbo. <laughs> ah, let me get this right. What are you saying there? Let me get this right. Couple of kids leave their hazards on. You want me to expect it? <laughs> Two teenage brothers from Somerset, New Jersey, are charged with criminal homicide after cops stumbled on them trying to dump a dead body in the woods in Pennsylvania because they left their hazards on. Anthony Gamble and Joshua Gamble 
uh, taken into custody Thursday morning after Pennsylvania State Troopers pulled over to check on what they assumed was a disabled vehicle on the side of the road, and no, they were dumping a body. Let's see who they killed. You don't even fucking leave your hazards on when you're taking a piss. What if I... (laughs) The unidentified male appeared to have stab wounds about his head, neck, upper chest, and arm. And uh, that brings us to the Peacock story. Man steals neighbor's peacock, gets chased by angry birds. Um, This is in Coconut Grove. The uh, theft is caught on camera. Residents said that despite not liking the peacocks in their neighborhood, they are upset uh, about the theft. They had become a nuisance, quote, but it's somebody invading. And that's not right, the neighbor said. Coconut Grove. A little bit of money down there. Used to be. All right, some, they got they got they got flooding problems bad down there. In uh, in the Grove. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they hold it down. They, there's pumps running all the time in those areas. You'll be able to take those vicious chops you were talking about before to the chest, mm. much better. Oh, um, my friend, that's my my, my my favorite things of all time. Now I know you're a bouncer. We've t- we talked about this in prior weeks. In a scuffle, in in a in a in a particularly tenuous situation in the doorway with someone who's getting let out of control, did anyone resort to the knife edge chop? Uh, I think it, I think that our management just immediately outlawed that because it's uh, that that when you chop somebody, I mean that's that's right below using a handgun. Right, the danger, I mean, the danger yeah, element of it. Yeah, it's it's just like firearm, knife edge chop. In the ring, and I we'll get to the bunkhouse stampede in a minute. But in the ring, the the chop has been a part of professional wrestling, certainly as far as I watched it, and certainly before me, and even today. You you watch wrestling, uh, the, the contemporary product. You see the chop. Yeah, Jericho and and Daniels had the, that that match that they had on uh, AEW was like I, I was I lost. I've never understood. I, I just don't get it. I lost well, count. Well, and the, and the trading of the chop also, right? I mean, yeah, because it's, it's why is it why is it? I give you one, you sell it, you give me one. I like back like why is it like when you 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 get somebody on the ropes and you just like you throw a combo like you throw a a, a seven chop combo? Is that is is there such a thing? Has anybody ever done, you know? I used to like when when the dragon would, would Ricky the steamboat, the dragon would send him off, and he would like drop to one knee and do like a like a Steven Seagal ish, like chop, almost like sometimes like a double, like you know, he'd, you know, come at the guy with this, you know. Would you sell that if you were in the ring and and you got the steamboat double chop? Are you going down? Are you buckling? I mean, depends on where. I mean, it, it, in, early in my career, it, it, and I'm a fucking I'm a Jay Brown, and he's fucking Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah, if I don't sell it, I'm, I, I, I might as well I'll be I'll be back at the bar, but not getting any. So uh, I just think that it's just God. It's just I I, I watched the other night. It was uh, Gargano in. Ah uh, oh, fuck. Kurt Angle, <laughs> whatever the fuck that guy's name is, 
Oh, the new Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, the new Kurt Angle. Yeah, Chad Gable. Gable. Yeah. Gable. Yeah. But um, so Gable hit hit him with a flipper, and Gargano like, <clears throat> like you know, registered it. Then he chopped him, and he took an ass bump into the corner. So obviously, so this is this is what I have to say. I'm a 63 year old. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm You've been st- tired since 42. I'm still fucking tired, even though I I won, I won a championship when I was 59. But I'm I'm still tired. I'm still tired. Was that Detroit's own big time wrestling world heavyweight championship? Well, it was the. I mean, that's what I grew up with with big time wrestling. But it was Steve Perkins. Uh, that runs basically out of the Northeast. So, oh, it's here. Okay, I thought yeah. maybe they kept big time wrestling in Detroit and as, you, a, as an and, homage and, and, and to. I, there's a picture. I have. I actually have a picture of the night I won the belt. That their belt is is it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous belt. And I always said I, I said that if I'm going to tell my story, people say, "What was your first match?" And I can say, "Well, my first match was live on Night of the Champions." in Asheville, uh, North Carolina. I said, we went over. And then uh, the last match I ever had was I won the Big Time Wrestling, which was my childhood uh, promotion. I won their their championship belt at age 59. Did you go over FERPA? Huh? Did you go over FERPA? FERPA with a fucking Boba Brazil running. Did you finish it with a chop? What was the finisher? No, I, I ducked the Wahoo chop, ducked the double kangaroo drop kick, and 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 hit and hit Flex Armstrong with a fucking power bomb. But you were gonna say, oh, I was gonna say that. So, so here I am at sixty three years old. So I'm gonna put out a challenge to anybody in, in in the wrestling business that you can chop me. We'll do this at, at, at we'll do a click live event. And this will be the this will be the main event of the night, and I'll take my shirt off, and you can chop me, and then, in my rebuttal is I get to take my my right elbow, and hit you anywhere in your face I want to, anywhere in your head I can put it in your temple, I can crush your orbital socket, I can bust your fucking mandible, I can pulverize your nose, I can do whatever I want to with it. Because obviously what you're hitting me with when you make that decision to throw that chop is much more effective than something to, especially even a flipper to the side of somebody's head, which doesn't leave a mark, which you could do as a work or shoot. But see, the chop does leave after, after, after time. But the thing is, hands will be inspected. There'll be no slipping a a little fucking sliver of a, of a blade. Mm-hmm. And let's let's just put put let's just put it. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm a science based guy. If the chop goes first, you you might not be able to return the blow. As I'm saying, so that yeah. I'm, I'm giving so I'm I'm giving that to them. Like they get to chop me first, and and everybody knows. It's below the collar, the below the collarbone, above the nipple is the chop zone. Mm-hmm. So none of this nipple chopping bullshit or trying to karate chop me in the fucking neck. No, 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 that's not what you do on TV. So come on, let's let's see if we can get somebody 
to fucking just just lay it in it, and I'll re, I'll return. I'll just I'll lay my crusty old fucking sixty three year old body. I'll just as tired as I am, I'll try to fucking muster something, and I'll just I'll take this bony elbow right here, and I'll stick this son of a bitch probably like right in here somewhere. Is 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 realism a consideration in wrestling any longer? I mean, everybody knows that it's predetermined now. Everybody knows that nobody really hates each other. And if they're doing it right, they should be taking care of each other. So is the realism of the moveset even a consideration anymore? Or is it just the spectacle of how loud that chop was or how high he can get on that frog splash. Do we even, should we even be considering whether a chop see, I, would I, I, stop I, I, somebody in their tracks? See, the frog splash to me is just like, I, I've taken a frog splash. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if, if the guy doesn't take care of you, if his, I mean, let Randy Savage drop that elbow off the top rope onto you. Mm-hmm. Cause he used you to fucking break his fall. That motherfucker, like that. I mean, it was you know, it was like fucking put the the bump post Malone took the other night. Fucking, do you guys see anybody? No, see that? what happened? Oh fuck! I guess they didn't have the stage set up right, and he was he was on stage. He he, he took a bump. He put a, broke a couple ribs and put one of his ribs fucking uh, in his, through his lung. In his lung. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. But I I don't mean to imply that that uh, that a frog splash could couldn't hurt you if done wrong. But I'm saying is is the spectacle of the move. Does that trump the believability of it? Like the well, chop, I, a nice loud pop of a chop. Wow! Did you hear that echo through the arena? Is that enough? I mean, to me, it's like a chop is like when they used to when you used to like go to the hotel room and, and buy Spanktrovision and the girl would be given a blowjob to the guy, but there'd be a plant in between her mouth and his cock. Oh. You know? So they block the penetration. Yeah, they, they, they didn't show. Or you go to Japan and they'd have a big black fucking block on the fucking broad's puss. You know? You'd be, oh, that's fucking great. I don't. I mean, let me just go ahead and take one home and and this motherfucker. I'm gonna say that this is the first time, and Meltzer, you could tell me if I'm wrong. That in the discussion of the chop and a move set, if that comparison has ever been brought up before, I'm gonna say this is the first. Spank vision, the plant obstructing the penile penetration of the mouth, and then the the block obstruction of the of the Japanese puss. Yes. I, I don't see why not. I mean, that's that's what we're here for, I guess, to give people a different perspective. But so that's what my, I, That's my perspective. So when you were in the ring, okay, so you're working. I'm not t- You talked about when you were first starting out. Of course, you got to do what you've got to do when you're starting out, and you got you to gotta follow the rules. Now you're established. You're calling matches. You're working with younger guys. Um, if something was soft... And we touched on this last week when we were talking about punches. If something's soft, um, you're obviously not going to sell it. And you're going to do what to communicate to your opponent that, like, 
don't fucking use cut the a, chop. Cut them off. Well, I, see, Rick would chop me, but Rick would always follow it with a, a chop punch. So the chop could fucking give him a chance to fire his punch. So that, but they're not doing that. They're, it wasn't like we were in, in the middle of the ring exchanging chops. You know, it's, it's, there's, it's, there's a psychology to why it would work. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could turn in somebody, like you could turn into it, you know, and somebody would chop you and it might be enough to just stagger you, especially if it's, it's, if it's it, like you're in a cage match or something like that. And mm-hmm. you guys have already, you've already, you know, hit the cage. You've already, you're both in, 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 in cell, not register mode, but cell mode. Mm-hmm. So anything is going to affect you because you're you're teetering on on taking the bump anyway. So you can sell that, but he's got to follow it with because I, I I'm not going to chop him back. I would like to. I might have chopped one or twice, once or twice in Japan. I'd love for somebody to find footage of me chopping somebody. If well, it was if it wasn't a rib, if it's not me fucking doing it and looking at Scott and laughing. If it's not a fucking rib, because because Scott would do the 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 uh, uh, Scott would chop people, but he'd do it because he, he he I mean he would just blister the fuck out of here. He did it but, because. But after an exchange, you're sent a ring, a chop is thrown, you receive it, you throw back a chop. There'd be no third, fourth, and fifth chop, right? Eventually, you'd knee to the gut. Somebody's going to forearm yeah. over the back of the head, right? I mean, the exchange of the no soul chop. The person is looking where he's going to put the next blow. So he, you, you look at his eyes, and his eyes are glaring at your chest as he makes this. Why wouldn't you just take your thumb and just boop? Here's a little something. You'll, you'll sell that in your eye for a minute. Right. You know. What, what were some other notoriously, I'm just thinking here, some other notoriously uh, unbelievable or non-believable moves in what we are supposed to accept is a fight. The suplex, maybe. The suplex? I don't think you'd be suplexing anyone at the bar, right? No, because your ass would have to land on the fucking concrete. Right. You might grab someone from behind to to- and, and toss them out like a German suplex kind of thing, but certainly not the standing suplex. The standing suplex, when you if remove you yourself. German, if you German suplex, who was talking? I was watching somebody the other day, and they, was, they were talking about um, injuries in wrestling. It was one of the boys. I, I think it was on a podcast. I don't know who. But I, I remember him saying that um, they brought up the fact that um, nobody got hurt until the German, like people, like the, the, the like I, nobody ever broke their neck when, you know, when I, uh, when I first broke it. But mm. then all of a sudden, man, that German suplex came in. Whew. Oh, that's interesting. So that's done. That's done significantly more damage than. Oh my god! Than the other moves. Right? I mean, it's just yeah. Pile driver. Pile driver is another one that's. That's a rough I, one. I mean, that almost paralyzed Steve. Right. The key. The key to keeping someone safe. Pile driver. Is is what is the responsibility? The responsibility is on your end, right? You're holding. Yeah, I've never given. I've never. I've never given one. Okay, I've never given. It's like 
I, I, I never, I, I don't take backdrops. I don't give backdrops. Right. Because um, to me, if it, it, it's it's almost like there's certain things you have to do in order to fucking have a pro wrestling match, like running the ropes is one of them. Mm-hmm. But to to blind somebody when they're on the ropes and then send them off, and that <laughs> then that person hits the other ropes and comes off blind, I, why you can just grab the other ropes, <laughs> stop you know? yourself. Yeah, yeah like you, can, you can grab the ropes at any time. You know, it's like it's twenty feet. It's a step for me. It was a st- like a step and a half. So it's like I don't know. What about the uh, the the turnbuckle whip? That was always something where there had to be a little suspension of disbelief. I'm standing, you know, twenty feet or twenty five feet away. I grab your arm and push you, and it propels you at full speed into the turnbuckle. It, 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 that's Bret Hart could take a fucking turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. He could take that front turnbuckle. Yes, I mean that was you could use that as a heat spot. Bret Bret was so fucking God. I mean, it, it used to amaze me how fucking hard he could take that fucking turnbuckle. And there was a lot of guys like that. You know, most guys had to always take it where they they did the dive. And they would, you'd move out of the way, and they'd go between the second and third and hit the post. Mm-hmm. But Brett could just fucking run straight into that motherfucker, and it shit, it sounded like the, it, it, it sounded like it, made, it felt like the move, uh, the ring uh, moved. Yeah, but man, it, it was so fucking loud. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was awesome. I, 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 I want to say he's the only far, one I've he, seen he, take he, it like that. He, yeah, he, he by far. And then that fucking that he'd always like that. He would sell it so great because it was like wham, and it was like he'd always like let the crowd register uh, like what had happened because it was loud, mm-hmm. and then he would just fucking just make that face like, and then he would just crumble down. I mean, it's he was so that's why I, I I loved working with him because he got it like 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 he would. I remember one time he said to me, he said uh, we were, we're going over. He says. Do you mind if I give you a backbreaker? I said, if you can give it to me. Mm. And he fucking picked my ass up and gave me a backbreaker. I didn't help him. You can't help somebody. You know? Right. Like his shit all, he'd give you a backbreaker. He'd do this and he'd, he'd roll right into a fucking Russian leg sweep. You know? I mean, everything he, he had shit, man. Like, Brett didn't shot me. Brett threw a good fucking punch. He did throw a good punch, didn't he? You know, fuck yeah. And then yeah. a lot, a lot of those fucking we, we, the the click used to call Brett's punch the rubber mallet. <laughs> that motherfucker, man, it hit you like it, 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 it didn't. You know, it wasn't a hammer, but it's a rubber mallet, man. It was when fucking when it, when the fucking red light was on, man. Brett wasn't afraid to. And I mean, you watch me and Brett. I'm waffling Brett as hard as I can hit him in the back, and he's fucking waffling. It's just. I don't know, man. But okay, so so Brett would certainly take that turnbuckle uh, perfectly. At yeah. great, the excellence of execution, right? At perfect, great speed. But he was whipped in by Rene Goulet, right? So, so, so this is the part I'm talking about. Is is the the move itself? We suspend disbelief, right? But if you remove that and you look at some things, you go, wait a minute. 
it started our discussion starts with a chop and i think the whip into the term unless it's big show or you or Andre but I, but I think throwing brett, I, brett into the corner and that's the psychology of it you should know, be it, should be i would always tell people all the time you know i, I was like a boss in a video game so i had a, a, you know like my my lifeline was like this so you had to Right. Whittle, whittle me down where if I fucking caught you with, with a flipper, then caught you with a shot behind the head, then caught you with another flipper, and you were 220 pounds, you you flat back. Mm-hmm. Like you were in trouble. You know? And right. Whereas, and see, that that's, I think Brett worked the same way. Brett wouldn't take that turnbuckle. Brett would take a normal turnbuckle. He wouldn't take that front one. You take a normal back turnbuckle against somebody his size, and then as the person came in to do something, Brett would get a leg up, would get a foot up. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. it was like, like you know, and that's the whole thing. The psychology of 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 the of the business is dictated by who your opponent is. You know, it was our, our match was so simple because you know, and I think one of the things that, that, that I, I watched. Um, Bobby Lashley was was fighting, um, was fighting. It was who the fuck was it? He was fighting Seth. So mm-hmm. he's he's fighting Seth Rollins, and the commentators. What's 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 Lashley's nickname? The the um, the Almighty Mighty, Mighty? yeah, all, no, the Almighty. So it's like, could you imagine? A fucking boxing match, and every time uh, Frazier was to hit Ali, he'd go. They'd say, "And the Almighty Joe Frazier," and then it's on a return by Seth Frickin' Rollins. <laughs> it's just like can they go back and forth with this shit, and I'm like, can we just make like. I don't give a fuck if you love Jim Ross, hate Jim Ross. I want Jim Ross to call my fucking shit because Jim Ross calls a match like a sporting event. You know, right. I mean, that's the it, it makes credibility. Fuck, it, absolutely, he calls it like a he calls it like a sporting event. If I, it's like motherfucking, if you call him Almighty one more time, I, then I think maybe I'm so fucking old. That I don't fucking I, maybe I need to read some sheet or something because is this a drinking game? Every time they say Seth frickin' Rollins, I'm supposed to take a shot. Then every time fucking they say Almighty, I'm supposed to take a shot or a fucking I don't know a rail a fucking crank. But this is this is a commentary on the times though, Kev, and hundred percent what you said about Jr. But but is this of another time? Are we dinosaurs here for sitting and saying it should be called like a sporting competition? No. Why? Why is it when? Why is it when the business is at its highest? It's it. There's more. It's. Why is it? This, it's the realist. Why is it when the when the when the business is when when we hold off guys with baseball bats and it's the NWO and people are like oh fuck I've never seen that before. Why is that? I think because why? Because that's what you would do. You wouldn't fight six guys. You'd come to the ring with a fucking little, with with baseball bats. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, uh, I think that's what's what hurts it. When somebody comes down with a fucking a lunch pail and they say he's the youngest guy ever to walk to the fucking ring with a lunch pail, I just don't see the how it's lunch pail. I don't just don't see how it's money. Sandwich in the bank. Yeah, it's like <clears> you know, <throat> what, what, now he opens that motherfucker up. And there's a 17 inch double double fucking dong dildo in that motherfucker. Throw and that it, right it, on the field. And it's the Bills no, game. and it's been on a, on a on a Bills, and they make reference to the fact. I think I've seen that same dildo in a Bills game that he fucking comes in and clubs you across the back with a fucking dildo. That motherfucker wraps around, hits you in your fucking Adam's apple. One, two, three. Finisher. Think, fuck yeah. I think you, yeah. I th- I, that's, that's five star. Absolutely. Even, even though Angle, Cena, and I forget the other guy never had one. And mm. then, and then this, my second pet peeve is you get up in the morning to take a shower. And all these hotels now have went to the uh, barn, the glass barn door showers. Um, you know, like you know, that's you know, with the subway tiles. And then they've got this thermostat on the wall with one of those range showers that can't get shampoo. If I had my fucking big sexy hair, it would took me an hour to get my shampoo out of my fucking hair. So I'm in there. Every one of these fucking hotels, you're like a safe cracker. You're like 16th of an inch, you're fucking scalding. 16th of an inch the other way, you're fucking freezing. Right. And it's just like, are you, what the, are you kidding me? I can't. Have you stayed in these places that, I think they call them, um, it's a certain style of studio style or whatever, where you just walk around a half wall. And there's the fucking shower, the the, the glass door. You know, you got the, the proper room with the, the beds and all that stuff. You just, and it's separated by like a half wall. And you go around it, and it's an open bathroom. I'm not a fan of this. I was in Atlanta. I'm forgetting the name of the chain. But so is it a loft? You know, maybe it was. Yeah, I think it might have been. And yeah, you know, if you're staying with people, you walk around and you get the brajolas out. It's right, right there. It's it's unbelievable. I I I'm not a fan of this style. I'm a traditionalist. I need a fucking door in the bathroom. See, I, I, what kills me is I'll watch these house shows and these people be buying a house and they've been married for, you know, like where they're they're empty nesters. Their kids are gone, and like the, they're they're walking to the master and. The shitter's in its own room, but they don't like the fact that you can walk from the the master, uh, you know, from the from the from the main ba- from the main b- bedroom into the shower area. Like what? Really? You gotta, yeah, like you got a fucking you got a, a bedroom door that shuts. So when you, <clears throat> you and your wife or whoever you you live with are in the same in the same room. But like what you you don't see each other naked like you you're 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 opposed to walking over and brushing your teeth with your wife in the shower. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. That's weird. That's kind of fucked. But I, mean, I see it all the time. And then I often wonder, like, are these like just fake fucking people that they've got? Well, the toilet behind the door is a great idea. I mean, that's that that's fine. But uh, you know the yeah. shower separation. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good. Good luck, fucking waking up with a fucking 
with with wood and fucking whacking one off in the middle of the fucking room with no shit door. Fan questions. Hashtag Ask Nash. We promise you access to your favorite professional wrestler turned podcaster. And you have it. Michael Campbell, with all the royalty talk in the last episode, do you get anything from NBC with WWE Network stuff being shown on Peacock? No. So of the royalties that of which we speak related to Diesel and NWO, television is not part of it? No. Okay. And like Screen Actors Guild, they, we, we, we went back and forth over, like, we, we, we get hosed on Netflix and all that shit. What's on, uh, oh, oh, you mean for film, for, for yeah, movies? For, yeah. Oh, yeah. When that, when DVDs ended, such a, a huge revenue stream died. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Although they, we, we've made some small gains in the last few contracts with streaming. It's got to keep going, though. Levon Ponhorst, how was your experience working with Lisa Wolf when you were WWF champion? Bruce Pritchard shit all over her on his pod years ago. So I was wondering if you had similar negative experiences. Well, Levon, you obviously haven't seen some of Levon! the great. Levon! Levon! <laughs> Uh, I th- this was her problem. Is she had worked? Who was she? Take us back in. She was what position uh, was this? She was the what? Stupid bitch. And that that was on her business card, right? Right on the wall. I don't know. If she, I don't know what her job was. I, mean, I don't know if she was talent relations. I don't know what the fuck her job was. She was a WWE employee. Yeah. Okay. She came from the NFL. And so at that time, I was the champion. So she contacted my wife and she said, you know, NFL teams, you know, like the quarterback's wife usually is in charge of like, running the, the, the things with, with the players' wives on the team. And my wife said, yeah, but during the season, they're all in the same fucking city. You what did she want your wife to do? She wanted like her to be in charge of the other wives, like for functions and shit. Bitch didn't even know we didn't list. I said, it's not fucking, it's not uh, Ringling Brother and we're for our families in a, in, a, in a tent with us or some shit. Like she was that fucking stupid. I, I told Vince like immediately, like, dude, you got to think this fucking bitch don't have a clue. I always used to love those those fuckers that would come through the business, and, and they, they were always like, oh, that, this guy's got circus background. Oh, great, because I see a bunch of Siberian tigers, clowns, and fucking giraffes, and like, boy, it's, his, his shit's going to fit right in with us. Can he, can he write a script? Oh, he can't write a script? Then there's no place for him here. They would often tout. That was one of the things I remembered seeing Vince on TV and when someone, they would reference one of the employees for the company, like the guy that was in charge of the drug testing, like when he was on Larry King, he's like, yeah, that's uh, Dr. So-and-so, uh, formerly of the uh, the NHL and the NBA and now with us. That became what was once 
something you never wanted, which was outsiders in, in a wrestling locker room. Now that legitimized them in some way to say that Ms. Wolf was from uh yeah. was from the NFL. Did so she did she also so she arranged like the 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 wives the quarterbacks wives club uh, like in 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 Cincinnati Bengals perhaps or I don't uh, I don't know I, I, my my wife just my I, I I called my wife that night when I you know was like we you know you don't only speak to your wife you know like in the morning then at night because you didn't have a fucking cell phone right so you had to go like if you had a layover in LaGuardia or some some other place and you'd go over the you know wait in line at a payphone and punch your AT and T calling card number in and. Pray to God that your wife wasn't out shopping or, you know, in the backyard by the pool or, or doing something else because, mm. you know, there was, it was, it was the home, you know, just left, you just left a message. Yeah. Hi, honey. I mean, it's, it's so, I'm in Kansas City. I'm just trying to get a hold of you. Lisa Wolf's a stupid cunt. So she told you on the phone that uh, she was contacted and told that she'd be organizing the yeah, women's be, auxiliary. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I hate to use a hard, the hard C, but man, she was. Uh, That's a glorious. She word took his. She, she she took his. You know what? I, I'm a huge Sarah Silver, Silverman fucking fan, and she yeah. she says that she, when she sees her sister, she, they say like, "Hey, cunt, what up, cunt." That, that, she, she's she's awesome. my girl, man. I love her. I just love her. You know what she did to get out of jury duty? I don't know if I could say this word, but I'm going to be quoting Sarah Silverman, so I'm okay, I guess. She filled out her card and wrote on the bottom, I love chinks, and sent it back. <laughs> she wasn't cold. Joe Blow, with several wrestlers like Nash... Having basketball backgrounds, Taker, Kane, Big Show, all playing college ball. Were there ever any pickup games before shows? If so, who usually played, who had game, and who sucked? The only time I can ever remember uh, was that it was before the first King of the Ring. I've already told the story. I've actually told it on this show. And I picked my first pick was the first pick was Virgil because he was a black dude and. And that was the worst pick you could have yeah. made, right? I, I didn't look at his resume where he was the last guy I picked in gym class. But, um, yeah, that, but that, no, oh man, fucking once once that grind started, uh, uh, hey, what do you want to do? You got, we, we got an hour and a half before we got to go bounce around the ring. You guys want to go play some ball? Yeah, go tussle <laughs> under the boards for a while. Post up on Yoko. Just, yeah. so, just so happened I fucking brought an extra pair of fucking jordans to size 15s to throw in my bag so i could in case we found some place we could hoop like a ymca on the way to evansville we could get out and get a fucking quick game fuck no do you ever ride with any of those guys uh taker kane big show show you did yeah man show drive truck i traveled a ton with paul paul's a great paul's a good fucking guy man Jesus Christ! The two of you in a fucking car. What did? What would you? Would you get a, a fucking town car? Cadillac. Olds? Yeah. I, I, I would. Be, I, right? I would. I would drive. Show would devour the front seat and the seat behind it, and Scott would bitch because I was all fucking jacked. The, 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 the best thing of all time was Scott would always do this. 
if Dallas would fucking it would sit up front, and I'd, I'd drive and Dallas would sit up front, and fucking Scott would be behind Dallas, and Dallas would have that fucking seat back like he was Andre, and Scott would be, of course, Dallas Page, the world's most gigantic six foot five man. Like, fucking put your seat up, motherfucker. We're driving 250 miles. Yeah, but when you had show in there with you, uh, would Scott ride in the back? He'd have to. Would he have to lay on the? He'd have to lay vertically on the seats. He would just not. It, 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 it would. It would. It, he'd do the Eeyore. I mean, ah, fuck. I mean, it was just like the whole trip. And on top of that, man, you, like once Scott pissed, fucking, it was every twenty minutes. I gotta piss again. I'd be oh, oh fuck, I missed that exit. I couldn't get over. Come on, motherfucker. Yeah, it's true. You guys had beer in the car, right? So oh like... man, and, and, and then that's then you get off. You start. You got three or four guys, and you get off fucking sync. And then finally, you become such good friends, and everybody knows how horrible it is to hold your piss. It's like you say you got to piss. You just fucking stop. If it's on the Garden State, you just stop at the toll booth and let the guy out. Piss. <laughs> Remember what the old days when Garden State Parkway was like every mile was 40 cents? The bucket. You'd have to throw, oh, the, throw the change in. It was like every mile and a half. Like yeah. when, when we used to drive from Newark to Poughkeepsie, we'd drive that shit fucking Garden State and throw fucking money in it. Same thing. I have to stop at the Verrazano Bridge, stop here. I was like, ugh. This is an impossible area to navigate. I don't know how you oh. guys fucking did it all the time. It was we used to call Finkel. We'd fucking stop and, t- and Finkel would give us directions. It'd always be, you know, take the Thongs Neck Bridge to the fucking so and so bridge to this bridge to the. <laughs> It'd be like, what the? F-? You're writing it down. You're like, what? what is, how, how do you spell that? <laughs> He'd always get us there, man. I fucking Fink Man was the man. Yeah. All right. Let's see who else has reached out for us. David Van Bogelen. What are your thoughts on PJ Polacco, a.k.a. Just Incredible? Seems like it depends who you ask if PJ was a member of the Click, Was he Click, and do you stay in touch with him today? He was one of the, he was one of our, I mean, there was like guys that were like honorary, like Clicksters, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like sworn in. But he was one of those guys like uh, who else? You mentioned somebody the other week. Like could, Rad, could have been Rad, Rat, and Louis. Didn't you mention Louis yeah, too? Rad. Yeah, that it was, was Spicoli, was right? Because yeah. he was Spicoli, right? Jarrett, um, Jarrett. I mean, Jarrett was anytime there was room for Jarrett. Jarrett was with us. Mm-hmm. Did Did Jarrett walk around saying Tatanka had a bad attitude? Maybe, maybe it was him. That was uh, part of the uh, posse. You know what? Now that you think, I, I, I think he he sent me a fucking uh, a smoke signal from fucking Memphis, and <laughs> where to, he was to, at the time, <laughs> where Tataka would actually be able to 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 read the smoke signal, whereas I would not. So I, I was probably not privy to it. But Tataka, seeing the smoke signal come from Memphis, knew that he was, of course, probably part of the posse. Mm. Matthew Reed. Who the fuck uses the word posse? I mean, every time I hear the word posse, I think about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid 
And they're like, who are these guys that are following in, in, in that movie? Like, I can't they're, get rid of it. Who are these guys? The posse. Yeah, the posse. Matthew Reed, hey, guys, great show, awesome job. Haven't missed an episode. Question. Thank you. Is Big Kev an Orson Welles fan? And if so, Citizen Kane or The Third Man? War of the Worlds. Oh, the radio broadcast. Brilliance. A work. A, a, a work that a work that came across as a shoot. And the thing is, not one chop was thrown during the broadcast. During the broadcast. <laughs> Aliens were chopping furiously. <laughs> Got to go with Citizen Kane, right? I mean, it kind of changed film. You know what? I've, I've, I've probably seen it three or four times in my life. It's just, it's like a wonderful life. It's just one of those things where I just go, eh. Even for the time period, remember what film was, how sanitized and optimistic and everything it was and here came this dark portrayal of excess and depressing and and also the technique too if we can be a little see, geeky see, in, in, with in the detroit, deep focus in, photography and in detroit we called that monday <laughs> have a have a round pizza motherfuckers cash money says 11 soft question you're in jail and have only one phone call, but you can only call Vince McMahon or Eric Bischoff. Who do you choose? What am I in there for? Mm. Fucking Vince has got deeper pockets. If I need fucking, you know, if I need protection, I'm going to go with the whoever's got the. They both would have. They both would have fronted the bail money, right? No, I'm in. I'm in. He's in prison, right? You're in jail. You have oh, one I'm, phone I'm, call. I'm in jail. Yeah. Who do you want on your side? Vince did pretty good I, uh, showing I, up I, down in Pennsylvania for Jimmy Snuka in 1983. One visit to the police station made a lot of shit go away. Allegedly. I don't. I. I would either, either one. I mean, I when they I worked for them, they were both stand up guys. So. David Upchurch. Uh, my brother is in the ICU due to complications from brain surgery. He's been a Nash fan since 94. If you and Sean could give him a get well soon, Scott Upchurch. He listens to the show at Premiere, so it would make his day mean a lot to him. Thank you, guys. I think we're capable of that. Any of our fans that are that are in need, Scott Upchurch, sure. we want you to... Get keep, well, Scott. Yep, keep pulling through. We need you. We need yeah. all of our listeners. All of you. Anybody that can, anybody that's a, that's a, that's a diehard, we we definitely need you. You know, I feel at the two hour mark here, like I've taken chops for for about forty for about forty five. So I have forty five second flurry of chops to the chest. How about yourself? I feel like I've taken chops across the Uniondale Coliseum in front of six thousand bloodthirsty fans who showed up an hour and a half late for your late. match <laughs> <laughs> they didn't see it but fucking you know i mean that's yeah i oh. i did win the i did win the uh 
North American Heritage Western uh, <laughs> Roundabout Rodeo All Hands on Deck Bull Riding Classic uh, strap that night. The title, the Western States Heritage title, was defended in Long Island, New York. And you can't get any further east without getting wet no. from Long Island, New York, by the way. Brilliant booking all around. But we should tell everyone that Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast T, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics, Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence, and audio edit by Wesley Burleson. Theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash. Copyright 2022, Butch and Sundance Media. You know, uh, Tristan, I, I had people writing on, uh, they posted they wanted to see you. They hear you. They enjoy your laughter. Come on, come on screen for a minute here. Run around, uh. Push that big jabroni out of the frame for a minute and uh, take a bow. Tristan helps us with our technical issues, and Christ, Kevin has a lot of them. How's it going, guys? And um, uh, the, the music episode, believe me, Tristan was more than uh, more than a little helpful, to me anyway. I guess Kev's going to put over that no, he knew everybody man. was talking. No, okay. no, no. Yeah. So no. these are our people. These are people that make it happen. Dominic, Steve, sure. Wesley. It's one big, happy, dysfunctional family, motherfucker. Hey Kev, listen. What do you what do you say next week? We do another one. Okay. But you know what? Only if we 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 uh, don't talk anything about fucking pizza. A pizzaless episode. Pizza. No more. No more pizza. We can't talk about the fucking pizza or uh, the. Uh, Classified classified documents or Detroit pizza. Some things have to be put to rest, right? That storyline's over. The blow-off happened. It's done. Done. And, I mean, we'll we'll get to the bunkhouse, but those other two are maybe... Maybe B. Arthur running. It's been it's been it's been a few it's been a few weeks. Somebody just bashed B. Arthur the other day, I saw it was kind of funny. What? Something they brought up with it was like while she was alive. Oh, it was a roast. She was at a roast, and it was that, that fuck. I forget who the guy is, but he's like the guy. I I, I know I, I know him by by. I'll, I'll find out who it is. But anyway, yeah, Jeff Ross. Yeah, yeah. It was Ross. See, that's why my that's why my son's here because he fucking watches <laughs> podcasts, roasts. He's he, <laughs> you know he's he's like his daddy. He's a plethora of fucking useless knowledge. All right, Kevin said we're doing another one next week, so I guess so. I guess I have to show up to see you then. Good luck. That fucking internet fixed. <laughs>